Hello everybody and welcome to the kickabout. Arsenal hit Palace for five as Roy Hodgson comes under more and more pressure. Hodgson. Yes, I said Hodgson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Chris. I'm Dan. I'm Lee. I'm gonna leave that in fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Hodgson. Roy Hodgson, yeah. yeah. Shouldn't he be in the Asia Cup? <laughs> <laughs> you with the racist jokes again. We've not even started yet. Oh, God. Right, welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode 159 of The Kickabout. Um, we've got um, quite a lot to talk about, despite the fact there was only four games to talk of. Obviously, there is one going on at the moment between Brighton and Wolves. Uh, we've got some Fantasy League updates as the second of the two scoring weeks uh, are counted. Uh, but before we do all of that, we'll start with this. Down the stack, man. Oh, I've got one that's going to uh, test your knowledge today. I thought we got a slightly shorter podcast. So, um, ben Bereton Diaz is the tenth Chile international to score a Premier League goal. Can you name the other nine? I think we can both name one. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Well. Um, yeah. That one could be too optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that old? How many do you remember that old quiz yeah. we used to do where we used to have to bid to how many we could name? Yeah. I think our bids would be quite low <laughs> for this one. <laughs> so right. Well, as always, we'll get the answer to that later on. Um, no kick about alternate universe uh, today, um, but we are going to talk some fantasy league. Um, I've had an okay sort of middling week. Um, I'm on forty nine. I've got Kudelski to come out. For Gordon for another seven, so that'll take me to 56, if my mouse is right. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got Jao Pedro and opinion playing at the moment, so I could do with something there. I was very pleased to find that, because I always get confused with how the penalty points work. Because if you miss a penalty, you lose points, but you don't um, lose points if you give away a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I saw Ariola obviously give away their penalty against Sheffield United, uh. like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Um, but uh, he hasn't actually lost any points. Not that he had that many anyway, but um, in my case, every little counts. So, yeah, not uh, not an awful week. Um, obviously, the landscape looks a little different now with the news that Salah's out for the next month, potentially. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how people adapt now, whether the entire set of, of FPL managers now just all bungs De Bruyne in their team. Um, Dan, how did you get on? Um, yeah, I'm on 76 at the moment. I've got Stupinian and Joe Pedro left to play. Um, I had Gomez on my bench who got 10 points, which is a bit annoying. And I had Diego Jota as my vice-captain. I did Joe Gomez? Hmm? Joe Gomez, yeah. yeah. He got 10 points for Liverpool. Um, but yeah, I had Jota as my captain and then I bottled it and I changed it to Palmer because that was a bit more what everyone else would be doing. That's not a bad return. He gets you 20 yeah, points. It's yeah. not a bad return. It's not quite 38. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, well, I mean, we should uh, we should probably point out that uh, of the I mean, I'm still in the three hundreds. Let's get that out there. <laughs> um, I'm still languishing down there, but Dan is now third in the mm. Kickabout podcast, giving Impressive. some very needed validation to the fact that we do know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, because earlier in the earlier in the year, I mean, I'm probably speaking for myself more than anybody else here. Um, it was looking a bit uh, sketchy, but yeah, just seven. Uh, it's certainly eight points off the leader. That's quite impressive. Uh, Lee, how are you getting on? Uh, did okay, 62 points, got uh, Stupinan playing tonight, 
Well, I did captain Alvarez, who was my lowest scoring player in my team. <laughs> Could have captained anyone else and got some more points. So uh, he only got me four points. Yeah, in a, in a quite an open game that one, yeah. and he didn't and I, have any. My vice captain De Bruyne, who come on for twenty minutes and got twelve points. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah, the curse, the curse of FBL. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what everyone does now because obviously this this brings to an end this sort of weird double or game week that's split over two weekends, um, and then we're into next week where. There's some um, rather tasty looking fixtures. Um, Liverpool against Chelsea. I mean, you know, Spurs, Brentford as well. You know, if people have got Ivan Tony in their team, there's a lot of potential crossover there. Um, so Aston Villa, Aston Villa, Newcastle. Double game weeks have been announced now as well. Have they? Where, 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 where? where? 26, yeah, I think so. City have got Brentford and someone else Chelsea wasn't it it's obviously not not been announced on here because it's not showing yeah oh there it is Man City Chelsea Man City Brentford gave me 25 and then who else is it Brentford have got City and Liverpool not great double yeah probably take Tony out (laughs) probably put Tony on the bench for that one Um, yeah so it's only the so it's only the one team or the two teams two teams and then it all depends on the FA Cup yeah I'm just what the trouble is is that like many people I'm Assuming that I'm sitting on like my free hit, my bench boost, my triple captain and stuff like that. Have I triple captain already? I can't, I can't remember. No, uh, no, I've got them all left. And I'm doing that usual thing where I'm sitting here waiting for the perfect chance and I'm rapidly running out of opportunities, I think. You can't play them all on the same week either so you get to the last week and mm. lose them. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, at some point I just have to bite the bullet and go for it. I mean, I mean, it's not like I'm exactly chasing the fucking top spot in the league. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But so, right. Anyway, uh, we are going to move on. Then we're going to dive straight into the weekend's action, and we're going to start uh, with the return of Ivan Tony. Did we all enjoy the uh, the ceremony that he was brought into the WWF <laughs> yeah, style entrance? Music, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I, would that put a little bit of extra pressure on you? Would, would Ivan Tony have been appreciative of that? Uh, yeah, I it think could go it either was, way, can't it? Yeah, it was a bit of like a pay per view him coming back, wasn't it? I do find it interesting though that you know if he'd come back from a really serious long term injury, like let's, let's say he's come back from like an ACL or hell even a serious disease or illness, he's come back from breaking the law and they're, they're making <laughs> yeah. a big song and dance. Let's not forget. Let's not forget that. Um, but obviously, he does go on to have quite an impact on the game. Do you reckon he would have if it had like ruptured his ACL? So do you reckon it'd have still had the same fanfare coming back? Uh, well, no, but that's kind of my point. Why are we giving him the fanfare when he's coming back from doing things he shouldn't have been doing? Yeah. Um, I appreciate that the Brentford are trying to put their arm around him and show the support, which, you know, given his interview in the last week or so, mm. uh, you know, I don't know. It'd be interesting to know what uh, Brentford fans think, whether they really care or not. Um, but of course, he does go on to score the goal. He scores the opener, the free kick. Um, talk to me about the free kit. What do we think? Is well, that not a forest and now uh, yeah. complained haven't they to the PGMOL about it? Oh, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll reverse the decision. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are saying that this is just flat out cheating. Do we think this is I, just being clever? Yeah, I've got a problem with it. it. Everywhere on the pitch, people try and steal a little bit, whether it's throw-ins, um, free kicks anywhere on the pitch, roll ball forward a little bit. The walls quite often mm. walk in a little bit. Yeah. So. Was he, was he gained? Not a lot. It was pretty and poor. 
like and they could see it. that he'd done it so why not move slightly sideways or mm. I think it was Hudson and Doyle just sort of waved a leg at it as yeah. it went past it yeah, defended it out rather than moaning about it I did it. love the effort he went to by scooping up like the phone yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're, if you're going to like try and um, pull the wool over someone's eyes you've got to go all in um, it'd be, how good would it have been if he just pulled out a can of spray out of his <laughs> pocket done a, done a new line himself <laughs> Sponsored um, by Betfred. <laughs> <laughs> the camera. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I mean, this was a cracking game in the end. I mean, I, I caught this. Um, it wasn't, in fact, I'm lying. Tony's was the equaliser, wasn't it? It wasn't the opening goal. Um, yeah, but I caught this game and it just sort of went mad for about sort of 10 minutes in the second half. Um, Nottingham Forest, I thought, actually played a lot better than I thought they were going to because obviously yeah. with all their players, they've lost to the AFCON. Um, but this is a let's not make no mistake this is a massive result for Brentford they've been on an awful run of form mm. um, and, and now all of a sudden you know Ivan Tony comes back he gives everyone a lift um, good time to play Forest as well they're missing half their team well yeah and, and obviously Forest from a, from a tables perspective I mean they're not um, you know they're not exactly a million miles from safety either they're only four points above the drop so you and Luna got game in hand as well yeah so you could have you could make a case for saying this was a bit of a, not quite a relegation six-pointer, but not a million, maybe a relegation four-pointer. Mm. Um, so, I mean, does this now give a bit of life for Brentford to kick on now? Um, is, is, is Ivan Tony literally going to be the catalyst that shoots them up the table again? I think possibly Ivan Tony coming back could be a real boost to him. And, and when Burma eventually comes mm. back as well and this will get that normality a bit. When's he, do we know when he's back? No, oh. I think he was out for quite a while. Yeah, mm. a few months ago. But uh, yeah, I think, and the pressure relieving obviously on Thomas Frank as well. I mean, not that I'd ever really heard too much noise about uh, pressure on Thomas Frank. Um, but I think if they'd lost this game and ended themselves, you know, just three points above the job, I think questions surely sooner or later would have been starting to mm. uh, to pop up. Um, but, you know, Nottingham Forest as well. I'm just going to change the uh, the view here because this isn't the, uh, the, the full table. Um, yeah, Nottingham Forest, um, you know, I don't think they'll... Will they will they be too upset with this result? I mean, obviously it's a, to it's a team around them that they've lost it, so they'll be very disappointed with that. But ultimately, they've played well. They are depleted. Mm. Um, they played, you know, another good game under Nuno. I think uh, if Mangala, I know I'm in no position to talk about my performance. <laughs> Mangala got his shooting boots on. He had plenty of chances over the over the course of the ninety minutes to put two or three away. Mm. Yeah, I think. Um, Nottingham Forest need to just sort of get through this period because the African Cup of Nations is reaching the conclusion of its group stages in the next few days. Um, so teams might start to... And it looks like there's going to be one or two fairly big-name teams that might end up dropping yeah. away. So if, if they can bring back one or two of their players and, and get going again. But you know, it wasn't so long ago we were talking about how the bottom part of that table is sort of cut away and we're not going to see the, the six, seven teams that were involved in relegation fighters before. Now, all of a sudden, there's only... Uh, six points separating fourteenth to eighteenth. Um, so actually, from a uh, from a relegation point of view, this is this is still quite wide open at the moment. Yeah. And of course, we've got the pending Forest and Everton potential um, points deductions that, if they do that come could in. be the real decider. I think if them two both get deducted more points, mm. especially Everton. Everton uh, yeah. yeah, for for Everton to get deducted and potentially let's say another ten, for example, mm. that you would think that's going to sign seal and deliver their their uh, their fate. Um, and I don't know if Forrest are going to get enough points to, to keep them away if they have a 10-point deduction as well. So, um, yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting to see how that one pans out. Um, let's, uh, let's move swiftly on. Just before you do, go that Morpé goal. Mm. 
great touch. Oh great yes, turn, great yeah, we give him a lot of stick on this mm. show, and rightly so because he is dog shit. Um, <laughs> but you know, a broken clock is right twice a day, isn't it? So he's bound to get something right every now and then. But no, in fairness to him, he's had to lead the line. He's had to do a job for Brentford in the in the interim where Tony and um, Visser and and, and Burma haven't been around. Um, and I think he has picked up a few goals in yeah. important games for them. So he has done a good job for them. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk Arsenal because a bit like Brentford, a, a much needed win against a poor side. And we'll talk about Palace in a moment and the problems that surround them. Um, I mean, we, we, we've, we've said about Arsenal never really hitting top gear this season. I still don't think they were in this game because I didn't really have to get out of second gear. Yeah, you couldn't really tell if Arsenal were decent or if Palace were really that poor, uh, especially them last two goals. Just cut them open, didn't they? Yeah, and I mean, to be, you know, 94th and 95th minute, to be as open as Palace were at that point, you think that the game's gone. Just make sure this doesn't get embarrassing now. And, that, um, and the third goal as well come from their corner. They literally... Uh, was it Raya? Raya, yeah. yeah. Caught it, pulled it out. Really like, satisfying throw, wasn't yeah. it? It was one of those ones where he throws it yeah. so hard, he's like, his, his <laughs> body mean, follows the ball. For Arsenal, that was a great goal, great counter-attacking goal. It was well played, but on Palace's part, it was awful. Mm. To, to do that from your attacking corner is, Yeah, is shocking. No, I totally agree. And I, I don't really remember um, too many moments where Palace really threatened. No. Um, I mean, the only chance that, I, that comes directly to memory was the chance that um, David Raya gave them with a with a sloppy clearance that went straight to Jefferson Lerma, who forced a a decent save. But you know, I'd say it was more probably more comfortable than yeah. Raya made it look for the cameras. But as I had a free kick and a speculative shot that bounced in front of Raya, but that was mm. about it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, actually, do you know what? Let's talk Palace actually first before we we talk about Arsenal and the, the wider title picture. But they just seem like they're stuck, Palace, don't they? They're just completely. It's like they don't know what they want to be. Um, and it's interesting that obviously there's a lot of talk about Hodgson and we'll talk about him in a moment. But you think back to the end of last season where Hodgson first came back in again. Do you remember the football they were playing? Mm. Do you remember how many goals they were scoring and how like free attacking they were? Where's that Palace gone? Well, they went from literally scoring nothing. Hodgson coming in, they were scoring four or five goals, weren't they? Yeah. Um, absolutely astounding at the end of last season. And and this season, it just feels like they've just reverted back to type again. Elise is a big miss for them. It, it, I was about to say that if Elise doesn't play, if, if one of Eze or Elise doesn't play, it feels like the team has nothing. If the both of them play, they just link up and it just yeah. seems to click so much better with them. Um, and I just feel like, uh, it was funny, I was listening to TalkSport and they were saying about um, that Roy Hodgson's job is to keep Palace in the Premier League. And I can't remember who was it. It might have been Simon Jordan, actually, obviously, you know, with his links to, mm -hmm. to Palace in the past. He was like, is that really all Palace want after 10 yeah, years in the Premier League? Say, how long have they been in the Premier League? That's what you do, like, in your first couple of seasons having been promoted. You don't do that 10 years later. Mm. You've got to have some sort of ambition. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be so tedious as a Palace fan just rocking up every season thinking, right, survival. Yeah. Mm. Hoping for No 11th. cup runs either, really. Yeah. No, I mean... Last cup run was, what, the final against United? Yeah. That I can think of. And then did nothing, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a really odd one. And of course, Roy Hodgson is coming under an awful lot of pressure at the moment. We know he's going to be going at the end of the season anyway. Um, do we see a situation where, you know, Palace, I'm sure Palace hierarchy don't want to do it, given that the respect they probably have for him and, um, you know, the time he spent at the club over a couple of uh, spells. You see, uh, Potter they... was in the crowd as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you think they're going to have to make a decision? I think they're coming under so much pressure now from the fans, especially with the banners and that that were going up. I think they were more aimed at uh, Steve Parrish than um, <clears throat> actually Roy Hodgson. But 
yeah, I think when you lost the fans like they have, they'll have to Mourinho's show like they're making some sort of decision. <laughs> Jose's free, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, some of the banners, I mean, obviously the one that's um, made the I don't think picture. he is, actually. Sorry, I think, hasn't he gone to our... No, he rejected it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised he's had an offer for a so yeah, one of the banners that obviously caught the attention of the cameras was it said wasted potential on and off the pitch, weak decisions taking us backwards. And there was this really um, quite poignant shot of, of Roy Hodgson at the end of the game, just sort of staring over to it and the camera sort of over his shoulder and then the camera pans to his face. And just felt there was an element of just, I felt sorry for him. Yeah. He just looked like it's an old man. Days. Yeah, just it's... empty. What was their last result before this? Because this was obviously planned before the 5-0. Uh, they lost in the week, didn't they, against Everton in the Cup? We beat them a couple of weeks ago, just. Oh, that must be what. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, they lost to Everton in the Cup, having drawn nil-nil uh, before that. Beat Brentford. Beat Brentford 3-1, lost to Chelsea, drew with Brighton, drew with City. So <laughs> Not the worst. Not the results. worst results ever, but, I mean, this is maybe this is a little bit of like the David Moyes here. Mm. You know, are they just sick and tired of sort of seeing the club being held back? I mean, obviously, you know, Relative standards are different with the players at West Ham, I suppose, compared to Palace. Um, so I don't know. I, I I don't want to see Roy Hodgson and the end of his, you know, you would think the end of his managerial career um, end like this. But the, it's, it's, the board have got to be more ballsy with their managers. Like obviously they've they've tried a couple of times to go for someone like a De Boer or the um, or Vieira, and as soon as it doesn't work, they go straight back to a Hodgson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's an element of I, you know, we understand, you know, playing in the Premier League is from, from a financial point of view is so massive to not be relegated, and they were obviously very quick to to get rid of De Boer. I don't think really anyone blames them for that. Um, were they too quick to get rid of Vieira? Maybe they could have given him a little bit longer, uh, but obviously, you know, he had been given what eighteen odd months mm. at, at that point. Um, but then you look at someone like Iriola at Bournemouth. You know, it would have been very easy for them to to. Yeah pull the trigger on him and I don't, again I don't think anyone would have said anything and then all of a sudden four weeks later they're on this crazy winning run they're scoring goals looking great and it, it can turn that quickly if you just give managers a chance to implement their style I mean if if they could get Potter that would be a coup for them yeah I think, I think Potter what done with Brighton taking them from rags to riches Potter would be I think a fantastic fit for Palace mm. um, less pressure on him as well less pressure um, <laughs> fans used to you know, sort of disappointment initially. So mm. he, he's got a bit of a um, time to yeah. get it going. So whether he can, you know, get the best out of those players, obviously it will take time. We know Potter took, it took a little bit of time for him at Brighton to get them going, but if he can maintain, um, excuse me, if he can retain, sorry, players like Elise and Eze, um, and, and maybe sign one or two little gems, if he can bring some of his scouting team with him that he had at Brighton yeah. to try and find some little gems. Um, I think it could be a good thing for Palace, but, yeah, they need to. They need to be a little bit wary because at the moment um, there's so much negativity around the club that even if their results aren't amazingly bad, I mean, obviously losing five 0 to Arsenal is not a great result by any means. Um, but the just general negativity around the club can be really toxic. I mean, as a Man United fan, you well, you yeah. well and truly know how that that can affect a team. All I'm seeing is like how well Jaden Sancho is playing at Dortmund yeah. all over the internet. Like, Did you see his dive the other day? Yeah. Honestly, I hate that when I looked at that, I saw the video and I was like, okay, some, the, 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 all the comments are going to be going mad about how yeah. much he's dived. And they were all just like saying, "How much? oh my God, he's so fucking amazing. Yeah. Like 10 hours wasted him. Yeah. No one's going to talk about the fact <laughs> he's just thrown himself to the Proper floor. Proper flew his arms in the yeah. air. So, uh, and then the German commentator was like, no, it's definitely a penalty he's held him back. <laughs> Absolutely did not hold him back. 
So yeah, um, so Arsenal from an Arsenal point of view, um, this was a this was an important result for them because you know they've had some very hit and miss results in recent weeks. That ends a run of three games without a win. Um, to be put- fair to Arsenal, it would have been easy for them two three nil up just to sort of sharp shop and think this is an easy game. We'll just get through it. But they went and scored a couple more and really made a statement. Yeah, and the one thing I think will please Arteta is the fact you know that they continue to be so strong from set pieces. Mm-hmm. I think they've scored the most goals now yeah, from set yeah. pieces. Well, did you see, it was quite interesting actually watching the game, their set piece coach, every single time they had a set piece, he was further like towards the pitch than Arteta yeah. was. Well, sort of barking out orders, mm. you know. It's like an NFL coach, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like all the weird things they say before They're they were flow. attacking and defensive set pieces, he was always up on the touchline. I found it very weird that Declan Rice took the corner. <laughs> he took the corner for the first goal. Yeah. I mean, I th- you think, maybe, you know, Odegaard mm. or Saka or someone like that would be taking them. I was so happy Saka blanked five goals and didn't get a single one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was really happy as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I think um, I, I feel like the the decision to not give Saliba the uh, sorry Gabriel the second goal might have been a bit harsh because certainly from the angle I looked at, it looked Gabriel. like it was going in. Yeah, mm. you know we hit Henderson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as much as I don't don't like Henderson Again, particularly, right. I mean, he was literally on the line. So yeah. for it to not go in. And I think the the decision was is they said oh because it deflected the um the trajectory of the ball so well, well any deflection of the yeah. ball does that so yeah I swear it's supposed to be if it's not going in yeah originally yeah. if it's, it's an off goal target. yeah um so yeah, I don't really understand that but yeah I mean look the, all of the teams at the top now are going to have to sort of you know get their asses in the gear we've only got eighteen games left seventeen eighteen games left um. And somebody at some point is going to find enough form to just put their foot down and go. Liverpool already showing signs of it. Man City with De Bruyne and Haaland coming back are going to be you know, very dangerous. So if Arsenal want to have a say in this, they're going to have to put their foot down now to make sure they stay touched because they're still five points behind Liverpool as it is. Uh, Man City could go two points behind if they win their game in hand over... Um, I don't know who it is, actually, because there's lots of teams still to play. Brentford. Chelsea and Brentford, isn't it? It's Chelsea and Brentford. Mm-hmm. Um because of the uh, Super Cup they were supposed to play ah that's right yes 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 um, so yes going to be interesting to see how um, that top race pack, um, features and of course we you know we're still not uh, you know Villa are not exactly a mile behind neither are Spurs so could, could they still have a say um, and uh, yeah <laughs> that's about it <laughs> No, I was just looking to see. I didn't realise actually just how how much of a gap there's already being created from the top four down to sort of six. Yeah. Um, there's you know it's almost ten points in it now. Um, so it feels like that top five, unless something crazy happens, that top five is pretty set. You would think now, unless something bad happens to one of them, and then it's a case of who comes in sixth and seventh out of West Ham, United, Brighton, Chelsea, and Newcastle. Um, but even you look at the form, other than City and Liverpool. Everyone's been quite inconsistent. It's been crazy. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the number of reds and greys in 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 everybody from second down. Mm. Uh, Liverpool, are the only ones that don't have a red in their column, aren't they? Mm. I think. Um, so it was interesting. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Liverpool um, uh, Bournemouth game now, unless anybody wants to. No. Anything else on the on the Palace game? Um, it was weird because this was kind of a, a clash between the two informed teams mm, in the league, really, wasn't Bournemouth it? Bournemouth looked like they're one of the most informed teams, aren't they? Um, I know, obviously, Bournemouth lost uh, last time out. I'm pretty sure they beat. Did, I, did, I wouldn't have said it was a four 0 I was going to say that it didn't feel like a four 0 no. game. Um, yeah, Bournemouth lost three one last time to four 0 bad. Weren't yeah, no, no, and Liverpool weren't four 0 good. No. I think. Just clinical. No, and it was very odd that we're we're using the word clinical uh, in a game where Nunes scored twice. Do you see is the uh, first player to get 10 goals and 10 assists um, in all competitions? 
in all competitions. Mm. What I say. It's not bad, is it? What, ever or just at this point in the season? No, not ever. <laughs> <laughs> the first player this season. Oh, I see. The way you said it made it sound like, like his first Well, that's not a lot, is it? Well, I, that's why... That's why I'm, yeah, I took a moment to compose myself because I'm like, hang on a minute, that's, that don't seem right. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think Liverpool, they played well um, without ever being spectacular. Um, and as you say, they just they were clinical. They've got a little bit of luck. You know, Jotters. Yeah, Jotters set himself up. Yeah, <laughs> lovely self set up. Um, good Did finish in the second exam. The penalty that wasn't a penalty though. Remind me. Where defender like pushes in in the bat he kind of stumbles a bit oh yes and then the and defender just wallops him yeah. for me that is definitely <laughs> I don't know because how he's they... been pushed and then he's been <laughs> yeah. while, you, while you're going down I'm yeah. just going to have another go at but it made me laugh the commentators can't, trying to agree with the ref and they do the replay and they're like and we think we'll see here that it's not a foul but then no. potentially <laughs> they could have given it as a free kick because the first foul was really yeah, for the push wasn't it yeah. which was outside so the they box. just thought fuck it we'll do none of them yeah. I think technically because <laughs> they can't give a Free kick, and mm, yeah. yeah. it's so, true. So if the foul actually occurred outside the box, there's nothing they can do anyway. Mm. I think you're supposed. I think <coughs> referees. I mean, I'm, I'm going back a long time since I did my referee course, but I'm sure that you're as a referee, if there's multiple offences that take uh, place, you're supposed to punish the most severe. Right. Oh, really? So, I thought it was the first one. No, it's, you're supposed. To, well, I don't know whether it's because if we're talking about like red card offences or yellow card offences or something like that, but I'm sure that if multiple offences take place, you are supposed to punish the most severe. I mean, one. The, the push was. You know, it wasn't like enough to make him fall down. But then the second player just wiped him out. Yeah, there was another one in this game. There was a um, a challenge that I cannot believe wasn't sent Cliver. off. Uh, Cliver it's, on it was very Diaz, similar. was it? Things were very similar to uh, Gusto's last week with Chelsea yes. when he didn't get sent off either. It's that sort of coming down mm. on top of the foot. I mean, you, the, the thing is, is that we we do see this a lot. This mm. type of challenge. And I don't necessarily think there's any malice in me because I think a lot of time players are sort of trying to step over the ball yeah. or maybe their foot's hit the ball and gone up and over. Um, and it's one of those ones where it was slowed down and it looks absolutely dreadful when it's slowed down. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't ten actually out think... 10 for the rolls afterwards oh, from yeah. Uh, Diaz. Yeah, that was outstanding. Maybe that's why they didn't no, cover. 15 <laughs> Maybe he'd done so many they'd forgotten what he did in the first place. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't think there was um, much of a VAR check of any on that one, so I was quite I was quite surprised about that. Um, so from a Liverpool point of view, the consistency seems to be there at the moment. Um, they're not conceding huge amounts of goals. Um, obviously, the news on Salah is mm. potentially key, but with mm. Diego Jota, you couldn't really tell if they missed him or not in this game. It was, it was a really odd game. Half. It was a really really yeah, strange and then game. Just ran away with it in the second half. But yeah, Jota's so clinical. Mm. Is he? Uh, I mean, we've we talked in the past people like uh, Human Song as being mm. underrated in the Premier League, and then maybe Riyad Mahrez. Is Jota another one of those in those categories? You think he's underrated in the Premier League? Yeah, because I don't out of like your uh, your Nunes, uh, Salah, uh, who else played in that game? Diaz. Diaz. I think he's fourth choice. If you look look at all the way in which that he's been utilised, you would say that more often than not he's going to be the one that starts on the bench. Mm. I would play him instead of Diaz. Yeah, I, I think he's better playing than Diaz. I would play him as the striker. Yeah, he's, he's actually, he remind, he's, he's like a more clinical version of Firmino. Yeah, yeah. Um, He just sort of pops up in areas. He seems to find pockets of space really well and, he's, and he is clinical. You mm. give him half a chance, he will score. I think in that game, the three of them kept swapping around. So none of them were ever in like a striker position or anything like that. At one point, Nunes was playing in the number nine and Jota was out on the wing and then the next minute they'd swapped over again. Which is, you know, I, I kind of like that. If you've got mm. players that are that versatile, mm. they can just sort of sort of swap at will. It makes it difficult um, for defenders as well. Yeah. If you 
got a man you've been told to mark and then they start moving out wide mm. and you've got someone else occupying your space. I'll go with him, I'll stay. Yeah. Can, can, can Salah do that? I mean, you know, is that is that happening as a front three because Salah's not there because Salah historically will always stick on the right. Yeah, possibly. Is that something that only really works when you're playing Nunes, um, Diaz and... Um, Jota. Jota. Is that something that only works with those three, do you think? Is that just a facet of those three and how they play? I think Salah's that good in that uh, specific position. It's hard to sort of justify adjusting the team when he's playing. Mm. Well, I mean, they're going to get a couple of week, couple more weeks, aren't they, to um, potentially uh, give it a try. In terms of the, the, the league title then, um, I mean, it's it's very much shaping up like Liverpool are going to be front and centre. Um, you know, obviously we'll see what uh, City and Arsenal do. Um, is, it, is it going to be Liverpool City, do you think, most of this way? Or do you think Arsenal can really get I serious think in Arsenal this fight? Arsenal will stay in touch. I think they will just come up short. But the more the league goes on, I still think City are going to win it. I think Liverpool are going to be closer than what I first thought. I, at the moment, even... And obviously, De Bruyne and Haaland coming back is a massive boost. And I think they'll they'll win more games than they won't purely because they'll just start outscoring people. But they do still look really vulnerable at the back yeah. City. And at the moment, Liverpool aren't... Look, they seem to have stopped the... Uh, uh, the leaky defence and they, they look a little bit more composed and solid at the back now whereas I didn't realise they'd don't. only lost one game who Liverpool mm. yeah yeah who was that to um, let's go let's go find out <laughs> bet it was someone's shit uh, are you doing this because you know because you know it's United no it's Spurs you just come past oh is it yeah there where your mouse is oh yeah I thought you did that deliberately. No, you, no. Because you knew it was, was Man United no, and you wanted we, us to go look. We drew two all with <laughs> So, yeah, no, I mean, and again, Liverpool, for the most majority of this season, we've sort of sort of said, oh, yeah, they're playing all right, but, they, you know, they've got conceding goals and they're not really consistent enough and their midfield is too new and they've not gelled together. And all of a sudden, here we are, they're five points clear as things stand and, and looking really strong. So, um, yeah, I have to see how the season pans out, but Liverpool looking very, very tidy at the moment. Mm. Um Final game from the weekend then. Um, Sheffield United 2, West Ham United 2. Um, all went a bit mad in the uh, in the sort of final 10, 15 minutes of the second half where uh, there was two goals or two penalties and two red cards. Um, as a game itself, though, I don't know about you guys, but this game very much to me epitomised exactly where both teams are from a league position, from a tactical position and the way they play. Sheffield United... Desperately fighting for everything, um, home crowd just you know trying to batter you. West Ham trying to be composed, trying to sit behind the ball and trying to break on you with a depleted front line. In the end, just we'll talk about the referee decisions in a minute and why I'm really frustrated we didn't win this game. But actually, on balance of play, I think two all was probably a fair result. Mm -hmm. Would you Would you guys agree with that? It's one of the best I've seen Sheffield United sort of perform. Well, when you're given a lot of time on the ball, you tend yeah, to play better, don't you? So, uh, Berrett and Diaz looked um, looked lively, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was quality for Blackburn. Um, there were so many rumours. I mean, West Ham were linked with him yeah. every transfer for about two years. I didn't actually realise he was at Villarreal, but he's not scored a single goal for Villarreal this season. Um, and then scores in his Premier League debut. He should have scored. Missed an absolute That's sitter. One yeah. on one, he's dragged it wide. Yeah. Um, it was almost it was almost like time stood still with that because nobody went with him mm. and he had so much time he probably just had too I much time to think about it I think he was hoping to be able to just sort of square it and then no one went with him and it's 
So, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, Maxwell Cornet gets his first goal for West Ham. Um, decent finish and finish. So actually, I, I thought he played pretty poor overall, Cornet, but he, he took his goal <laughs> quite well. Um, Diaz gets the equaliser. And then, of course, we get into the madness of the second half. I will say this before we go on, that um, I've given Danny Ings a lot of fucking stick, but actually he was very good. He was probably your best player. Yeah, yeah I, I put that in my notes that... Um... Thought Danny Ings was really good. Mm. It was really because he, he all he lacked was a goal. Yeah, mm. and he he played in a different role because he seemed he like he was ten. He was playing yeah. as a ten, but I don't think there was actually anyone playing as a nine. It was almost like he was playing as a false nine. Well, they, they said that Bowen was the striker. Uh, I mean, possibly, but he looked like he spent a decent amount of time out on the right. Mm, yeah, I didn't realise, but um, that's what they said in the game. That, unless um, they were just telling Bowen to you know, make game. sort of cutting runs or something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he played really well, just needed a goal. And also, um, Ben Johnson, who's sort of like a bit of a contract rebel at the moment, he's not, not signing a new deal. His agent apparently is demanding too much. <laughs> he's been a fullback since... You know, he came into the West Ham first team and he goes into midfield and looks like a fucking prime Jude Bellingham. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> loving life in there he was. When he was subbed on as well, the fans were singing, uh, don't know what you're doing. Oh, really? To, um, to Moyes. Moyes, yeah. And then... Because John... they saw a defender coming on. Yeah. Like he was going into midfield. Who was it who... who um, I can't remember who it was he came on for. I was Cornet, I think, actually, that he came on for. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was... It was a, a defensive-looking change on the face of it. He comes into midfield, and, and there was a video of Johnson coming on where he's obviously, you know how players do when they give out tactics to the teammates. And he was laughing when he said, yeah, I'm in midfield. <laughs> I don't you can believe it's loud, but he did really well. Loads of touches on the ball, create, cr- quite creative, um, win challenges, recovering the ball. He did really, really well. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, that was quite interesting. So, anyway, let's get into... Madness. The madness that ensued from the, the last 10 minutes in. Um... Jared, uh, sorry, Danny Yings wins a penalty. Um, do you see a case there for a second yellow card for the challenge, or do you think it's just a tangle of legs penalty? Get on with it. I think it is purely a tangle of legs. I, th- I think it would have been harsh. It's harsh to send him off for that. I think um, it's definitely a penalty. Isn't that the that's, rule that you enough. don't get double jeopardy now as well? I think if you've made an attempt to play the ball, isn't it? That's only for a straight red. Ah. Um, so I think if you've gone, if you've gone clean through on goal and you're the last man, and you make a genuine attempt to play the ball that ends the results in a penalty, then you're not red carded. Right, okay. Um, if it's outside the box, it's still a red card, I believe. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think that's fair. I, I don't think it would have been the right call to send him off. Uh, James Ward-Prowse dispatches the penalty, and at that point, yeah, all thought, of the wind, all of the wind went out of Sheffield United sales. They were completely flat. The crowd were flat. Everybody was flat. They'd lost all of their uh, momentum in the game, and it just felt like, oh, okay, West Ham will see this out now. Um, and then we get to the 93rd minute and I'm thinking, well, this is further confirmation that West Ham are going to win it because Rian Brewster absolutely poleaxes Emerson yeah. um, with an awful challenge. Um, yeah, he was so out of control, like, mm. the pace he went in with. What, what annoyed me more was that the linesman was about a yard away and why is he not telling the referee, yeah, that's a straight red yeah. card. He's two feet off the ground. He's too, lunged in. Too scared now, aren't they? To, yeah, they, to they just games. don't make decisions yeah. for themselves. There's no, just, there's no need for them to do they it. They rely on VAR and stuff. So he gets a red after a VAR review, correctly so. Um, and again, you know, 93rd minute. I think there was actually only meant to be 96 in the game or something mm-hmm. like that. But of course, because of things that are going on, they're going to extend it. Then Sue Fowl gets a yellow for mouth as a result of that challenge for Ian Brewster. And then after the play finally restarts, he dangles a leg, gets himself sent off. Such a stupid <laughs> double. Honestly, um, Moyes will be you know, fucking furious. Didn't even talk Chelsea, to him when he went the home. Chelsea players keep getting yellow cards for uh, dissent. Mm. It's so frustrating because it puts you on and a tightrope for the rest yeah, of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Gusto's um, one for getting a yellow card for stupid things. Well, look at Jackson. Jackson pretty much every single yeah. one of his yellow cards has been for dissent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Kufa goes again. No complaints with with that one. It was a, it was just a nothing challenge, wasn't yeah. it? He was never going to get to the ball, no. and he just sticks his foot in. It was just it was stupid. Um, and I, I think actually, when you look at the way the referee was, to me, it looked like he wasn't going to give it, but then he got just like hounded by the fans yeah. and the players. And I think he just at that point he sends him off. Um, and then we get into the the big talking, well, the two big talking points. One is the the equalising penalty. Um, I feel like there's going to be some difference of opinion here. Oh really? Yeah. So I hadn't seen the replay when I messaged you guys and said, "Was it a penalty?" And you were like, "Yes, it was. He's come out. He's missed the ball, etc." But I've watched the replays back, and to me, it, there is a collision. And I do admit that Arrows missed the ball, and there is a collision there. But McBurney uh, doesn't look like he's really attempting to win the ball. He's ducking away from the ball, and then he elbows Ariola in the face. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm a bit. I'm a bit conflicted on this one. Do you want to go first? <laughs> Would you be conflicted if it wasn't West Ham? Um. <laughs> uh, probably not um, okay. but difficult to say until it actually happens but yeah I, I know what you mean I, I can see why it was given I can see why the referee gave it and I can also see why the VAR was never going to overturn that mm. um, because there's no way you can say that's clear and obvious um, but for me yeah the, the two key things was McBurney sort of putting his body in a position it was clever for McBurney I guess you could say because he knew Ariola was coming um, and it was just silly for Mariola because he was never getting to the ball. So, so do you think it was a penalty? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I don't think it was. Really? I thought he came out like, like a flappy bird and just... <laughs> it reminded me of Trafford from Bur- for Burnley yeah, last week. Yeah. The thing is, um, Burnley's not even getting the ball. The ball behind him by the time the foul is committed. He's he's never getting a, a head-on goal. I don't, I don't think it's a penalty. I think it's really soft, mm. personally. Um, and what didn't help was that, of course, we have to bring Fabianski on. But did he bring him on because Ariola was injured or did he bring him on just for the penalty? I don't know because... Because if he brought him on for the penalty, that's ridiculous. He's cold. The penalty itself is taken and he dived pretty much after the ball gone after yeah, him. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. It was a really was, token attempt yeah. for Fabianski, wasn't it? And So if he's brought him on... I think, I think he was injured because he was sat on the floor for ages. Oh, yeah, and he had a really busted lip yeah. and he was bleeding as oh. well. So I think there was an element of the injury there as well. Oh. Um, but Fabianski does have a good penalty saving record for us. So I know I can understand. That it? wasn't a good attempt at saving. No, it wasn't. And <laughs> you know what? That's, this isn't the first time that Moyes has done this. Anyone remember when Noble came to take yeah, a penalty against you? Yeah. Brought him on as a spe- <laughs> fucking American football special teams and missed. Um, so yeah, uh, not great. And then of course the final. You know, we're not done yet. This is the hundred and third minute of the game, and we're still not done with the controversy here. Can someone please explain to me how Bowen has not got a penalty for that challenge? See, I'm sort of 50-50 with this one, because they both got a bit of each other, but I would lean more towards a penalty personally. Mm. I think he has dragged him down. The guy's not even looking at the fucking no. ball. Well, to start with, he is, <laughs> to be fair, to start with, he is looking, but I mean, I get that when you're in a box, you know, people, you know, players hold each other, they're grabbing each other, whatever. But at some point, you've got to let go. And he never lets go. Mm. And, and and by the end of it, as you're rightly saying, he's literally arm around his race. Like yeah. he's been watching Gladiators on BBC recently, throws him to the ground. And yeah, I, I cannot, for me, that one was a stonewall penalty. I think a draw was a feather result. So it's probably why I didn't give it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ivan Tony had a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but uh, no, no, he I gave mean, the free kick the other way, didn't he? Yeah. Yes, he did. I think that was more. The fact, if he, hadn't just, <laughs> if he, if he just said, you know what, you're both holding each other, play on, you could sort of say, all right, well, whatever. But to give the other way, like fucking bell end. Yeah. But that um, McBurney goal was the latest ever Premier League goal scored. Is it? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting that they're still doing this, by the way, because this is the one thing that they've brought in this year about the injury time that they've actually stuck with. Mm. Every other thing. I remember us saying towards the start of the season that won't last. Yeah. Like other things they've done, but like the to whole, be fair you know, to them, they have stuck to it. I quite like it. As the well, yellow so. card for as soon as you go near a referee, that's kind of yeah. disappeared. Um, but uh, yeah, look, as you say, a two all on balance of play, take away all these sort of con- controversial moments, two all was probably fair. Um, Think Sheffield United have done now? I think that Berriton's a good signing for them because they were missing <coughs> goals. Um, I mean, they scored 17 goals, sorry, 15 goals before that game, 17 afterwards. Yeah, and I saw you like, don't stay in the division doing that. They're the first team to concede 50 at this point since like 1992 or some. So there was another stat lines. as well. Uh, fewest points um, a team has had after 21 games and stayed up is 12, and they're on 10. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a tall order. It feels to me like they are more well organised under Chris Wilder, um, but I don't think the organisation is going to be their downfall. I think it's their quality. Yeah, they're it's just not. They enough. look like a championship team. They that do just come out. Um, McBurney has never been a big goal scorer. Uh, Cameron Archer. Was, it was it was a gamble it was, yeah. do you know what the Cameron Archer gamble feels like the, the gamble they took when they bought Brewster the yeah, last time they were in the Premier League too, yeah. and Brewster is still there doing fuck all apart from yeah. getting red cards it was a lot of money as well it was like 45 million I think they spent on him I don't think it was quite that but Sheffield United wouldn't have had that sort of money to pay. I'm pretty sure it was a lot of money um, I think it was a lot for Sheffield United but I don't think it was quite that high but I mean whatever it was it was a lot of money for them and it was a uh, a failed, a failed experiment. Let's put it that way, because he's not really done anything there. In, even when he was in the championship, I don't think he really did a great yeah. deal. Um, but yeah, seventeen goals after twenty-one games. That's not going to keep you in the division. Um, and I think that <sighs> stranger things have happened. I know, and you know they're only seven points off of off of Everton, so a win and a draw here and there can propel them back into contention. But I just, I just don't see where their goals are coming I from. Think they are pretty much preying on Everton and Forest getting yeah, deducted points. Championship. Or was it 20? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think their survival rests on Nottingham Forest and Everton yeah. um, getting their points action and then them hopefully getting above Burnley. Um, which is weird because effectively by saying that, I'm saying that Luton are good. Luton and Luton will survive if that Everton and of, Palace, Everton and uh, Forest scenario happens. Out of them bottom three, I think Luton have got the most. Yeah, I've not seen any from. from to be Burnley. fair, no, Luton either. are the only one out of the bottom three that I'd actually want to see stay in the Premier yeah. League because um, they're just something really different. They've, yeah. they've been. I know it's a cliche to say a breath of fresh air, but they have been. It is nice when different sort of teams rather than the same teams just bouncing up mm-hmm. and down. I just love the fact that every time I watch Luton on TV and it's a home game, it feels like I'm watching an FA Cup third round match against <laughs> another team. I mean, it's brilliant. Um, so yeah, Burnley haven't done enough this year. I think they're. I think they'll go. Um, and Sheffield United, I think, are as. As good as you can go, as as good as you can be to, to be to be done and dusted, I think. Um from West Ham's point of view, um I mean with we obviously Bowen being back is a massive bonus for us because we weren't expecting him to be back as early as he has been. Uh, so for him to come back and do 90 minutes was 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 massive. Pakatar supposedly is ahead of schedule. Don't know when that is because they've still been they've been quite uh sort of um mysterious about when he's going to be coming back so we really don't know what date that's going to be need Alvarez back as well he's been he's a, a big miss for us when he's not around so you know I don't think it's as, as strange as it sounds when you're under the cosh like that to come away from there with a point is not a horrendous result it's mm. not great but it's not horrendous 
Um, but you know, we've we've got some um, we've got some important fixtures coming up against um, some some big teams. We've got Bournemouth at home next. Bournemouth are in good in, in good nick, um, so that's not going to be easy. And then we've got uh, Manchester United away and Arsenal at home. So we've got some uh, some tricky fixtures coming up in the next few weeks that we're going to have to be on our metal um, to uh, to do something with. Um, so, yes, uh, right. I'm not going to talk about um, David Moyes and the whole uh, David Moyes <laughs> in or out because I'm sure you're all bored of it by now. Exactly, exactly. What are you this week? What am I this week? Uh, I'm still the same, to be honest. <laughs> I hate the tactics, but I don't think I still don't think there's enough there to say that you can't give, you shouldn't give him a new contract, um, because I worry about what would happen if uh, if somebody new comes in and it doesn't work. This is this safety versus, you know, mm-hmm. wanting wanting more type approach. But um, we we'll have to wait and see. Right, um, Lee has very kindly done us a quiz this evening. But before we do that, we've got a little transfer roundup, which Dan has very kindly. Uh, said he'll do for us so we're going to talk some transfers and there hasn't been that many transfers happening at all really um, and lots of rumours yeah I mean obviously Newcastle been linked with a lot of players sort of coming and going the main three are Trippier uh, Callum Wilson and Almiron on the topic of Newcastle I was watching Sky Sports News earlier before you guys came over and old Darmesh was on there mm. and he was saying that if you read between the lines he thinks that they might be floating very, very close to the FFP line. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, not FFP. The um, three-year, the three-year yeah. profit and sustainability rules in Premier League. And he All thinks right. that that's the reason that you won't see anything done from Newcastle mm-hmm. until they sell players, which is why it's attracting other clubs. Know that they're a little bit close to that line and maybe need to balance the books a little bit, which is why teams are coming in for some of their players. Um, I would be quite surprised though. I can see Wilson leaving because he very much feels like second fiddle to Isak anyway. I can see that happening and he's not getting any younger Wilson. Um, Almiron, I mean, outside of that incredible six months that he had last season, has he really ever been that consistent for a team that wants to push into Europe every year? Mm. Um, Not so sure. But Trippi is the one. I'll be very surprised if they let him go. They want 12 million for him, apparently. I mean, if I'm buying Munich, I'm... I'm, How old is Trippi? He's 33. 12 million for a 33-year-old. Well, he's probably got a few more years at the top level. He's he's not had too many bad injuries. He keep, he seems to be pretty fit. Um, would I pay twelve million for him though? I don't know. Does Trippier want the move? Do we know? Does he want help? Sounds like it earlier. Yeah, from what um, it's chance of playing Champions League football guaranteed, isn't it? And mm. he's thirty three now. So, mm. um, yeah, and I don't know how much he's still good mates with Harry Kane potentially from mm. his time at Spurs or something in England. Eric Dyer over there. Fucking Bayern Munich can become Spurs, <laughs> Spurs reject FC over there. Um, yeah I think that would be a big loss though for Newcastle if they lose Trippier not just because of how good he is but because of his experience mm. and probably what he's like in the cha- in the changing room um, so yeah it'd be interesting to see if they do sell him what who do they go for and what do they what do they do yeah they um, one you I think you've been speaking about is uh, Calvin Phillips linked with West Ham yeah so from what I understand <laughs> From the uh, from the inside man that I follow on 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 Twitter and whatever on Patreon, Patreon, sorry, um, the stumbling block with City at the moment is twofold, and it's always the same two things: they want a seven million loan fee, and they want us to pay virtually all of his hundred and fifty thousand pound a week wages. Mm. And my Sam would be like, "Nah, that's not happening." So there needs to be some coming together there. But I think at the moment we're still only you know we're still on the twenty second. I think City are playing the long game with this. And it might be a case that we don't see Calvin Phillips, Calvin Phillips, sorry, move at all, 
or if at all, until towards right at the end of the window. And all of a sudden, Phillips might say, well, what are you doing then? I need you to, to sort of, you know, lower your demands to let me move. And then it's, he's, he's got a decision. Apparently, there's some overseas interest, um, supposedly Barcelona, Juventus and Atletico Madrid are interested in him. Um, I think Calvin Phillips needs to be pretty careful going to a Barcelona. That feels like that's a that's a disaster waiting to happen. Um, if I were him, I would stay in England if I had the option. I don't know if there's, I think Newcastle and somebody else were interested in him as well. Um, I'd stay in England if I was him, especially with the um, Euros next mm. year. He wants to stay front and centre of mm. Southgate's eyes. Um, so, yeah. But on the flip side, I'm still not convinced that he's a signing that West Ham need to make. We've got decent cover in that area. I know, you know, yeah. Suchek, he's a sort of Marmite player at West Ham. You've got some fans love him, some fans hate him. But we need more attacking players. We need another left winger, really, because Ben Rama's been dog shit and Cornet's just not it. We need a, definitely need another striker. Um, well, on that, apparently Villa rejected uh, West Ham's offer to sign John Duran. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, West Ham. It, when, when, I, when I hear things like, when I hear signings like that, I get really worried that West Ham are getting desperate already. Because mm. um, that doesn't seem like a signing that's really thought out at all. If he was that good, he'd be playing for Aston Villa on a more regular basis. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the piss. I have heard of him. But he's obviously not really getting that much game time, mm. is he, at, um, at Villa? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. What I don't want West Ham to do is go and get another Danny Ings. Um, I'd rather sit with what we've got. We've got Antonio coming back. He's had a, a, very, a nice long extended break. And historically, Antonio's always done, be- always done quite well when he's come back after a long break. Um, Bowen can play through the middle. Kudos can as well. So we're not short of options. It's just that everything has kind of hit us at once moment so yeah um yeah hopefully that one doesn't come doesn't come true um and sort of lastly apparently um what's his name hoiberg has been linked with a move to juventus i mean he's not really first choice anymore no. at spurs is he um no. which is weird because i do i do rate hoiberg yeah, i think he's decent um that could be that could be quite a good move there's a lot of it's weird isn't it all of a sudden how much interest um there is in english players from from clubs abroad now it seems like in the last year or two, it's just really ramped up with more more players going abroad. Maybe clubs are seeing the success of you know the likes of Sancho when he was at Dortmund originally, Bellingham, uh, obviously Harry, excuse me, Harry Kane at Bayern Munich now. Maybe they're thinking actually, maybe we should uh, try and yeah. snap up an English talent or two. Um, but uh, right, okay, um, right. Well, we better get in towards the end of the show then, and we'll start with this. Down the stack, man. Um, so yeah, Ben Bereton Diaz is the tenth Chile international player to score a Premier League goal. Um, do you have any idea who the other nine? Are? Sanchez is the obvious one, isn't he? Yeah, indeed. Javi Vargas. Oh, yeah, Vargas. Only QPR. I can't remember who. I just I remember the name. Yeah. Um. Yes and no. I mean, that's that's half of his name, right? Vargas. Yeah. Was Eduardo. Okay, that wasn't what I thought it was. We'll, <laughs> we'll take the win. Was he QPR? Someone like that, Yeah, QPR, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is that who you were thinking of? No, I genuinely thought think... his first name was Javier. Yeah, yeah, so there was another one called Javier, and that's very close to what it is. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought it was that one that you were talking about. But... Can you just give it to me, because I'll be here a while. Javier Margas. Oh, okay. No, played I've... for West Ham. 
To be fair, Javier, <laughs> Javier Vargas was the player I thought I had played for West Ham. No, you got Eduardo okay. Vargas and okay. Javier Margas. Right, okay. <laughs> so neither of them was. <laughs> We're somewhere in between. Well, yeah. And you've done Alexis Sanchez, yep. So. Was, um, I'm not sure if he's Argentinian or not, Jimenez played for Newcastle. Was he Argentinian or was he Chilean? He was Jimenez. South American. Jimenez. Gutierrez. Wasn't he? Maybe, yeah, Coutinho. I think he was Argentinian. Yeah, um, you might have might have to have us out with some teams. So the teams are Liverpool, Wigan, West Brom, and another West Ham player. That's not. Oh, sorry, I missed the two at the top. And Newcastle, um, and another one played for Birmingham and Wigan. I mean, we're not going to get all ten, no. so let's let's just let's get that out there before. I think the Newcastle one you'd probably know. It's not a spear, is it? No. Pretty sure he played in the Portuguese league when they bought him. Striker? No, I'm pretty sure he's a left back. Honestly, I don't even get any more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan. Dan obviously woke up and chose violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I feel like when he says a few of these names, we're going to go, oh, okay, yeah, but... I knew it would be tough, but... How many did you realistically expect us to get here? Um, How many we... <laughs> well, no, Sanchez, I think Eduardo Vargas, yeah. you had to know. Yeah. Um, Alexis Sanchez, and then obviously two of them are West Ham players. I thought you might just know them, because Chile's quite an outrageous. Um, Liverpool. Oh, it's not... Is it Smitza? Is it Was he Chilean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, to be fair, the Newcastle one's not who I thought it was actually. Good. He good. played for them between two thousand and two thousand and three. So he's not even on LMA. Uh, I'm just giving, if you want. Give me the West Ham one position. Do you give me a position for the West Ham one if you can. Okay. Would you have known these without? Um. Probably not. No. I'd known maybe four of them. Yeah. The others, I wouldn't have had a clue, to be fair. I knew it was going to be tough. I do. I wasn't expecting you to get them all. Sometimes it's like, don't. Are you all hearing anything? They're Chilean. Yeah. I, they're I Chilean. think that's the only reason I sort of went for it, because I thought Chile's quite like a yeah. out there country to be in the Premier League. But when I saw the stat, because it didn't actually have the names on the stat, but I thought, I wonder if it will come up with like a load of names I recognise. Mm. And I just thought, Nah, but then I thought, well, you two might know him a bit better than me. Uh, right, so Just do these two, um, and then I'll just name them, because I don't know if you'd get the others. Okay. Um, so he played for West Ham between 2009 to 2010 on loan from Inter Milan. On loan? Who did we have on loan from Inter Milan? He was a can. I think he said he was Chilean. <laughs> I feel like I do know. I feel like I remember us getting a... I'm sure he, it was big news at the time. Oh. In the interest of time, I'm just going to say say it, but I'm pretty sure I will know the name. His name was Luis Jimenez. Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. And he was dog shit as well. <laughs> he came in on big hype. Everyone was like, he was one of these players who went to Inter Milan. Everyone thought he was going to be amazing. Didn't really do a great deal. Came to us to try and revive things. And it just got worse. And I think he'd sort of faded into obscurity after that. Um, and then the other one, maybe you guys know, maybe you don't. Um, he was at Manchester United between 2012 to 2015, but only made his Premier League appearances for Wigan in 2013 on loan. Position? 
he, I'm pretty sure he was a C, no, he was a Ford. So I'd say a CDM. No, I'm not getting anywhere with this one, Dan. Angelo Enriquez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Single one. <laughs> um, so the Love Newcastle hero, so I'm great. <laughs> Newcastle one was Clarence Acuna. I know the uh, I know the name. Acuna, yeah. yeah. Um, Birmingham and Wigan one was Jean Beaujour. But oh, Beaujour. Beaujour. Yeah, I remember that name. Uh, Liverpool one was Mark Gonzalez. No. Then Wigan, Angelino, Angelo Enriquez. West Brom was Gonzalo Jara. No. Um, then the two West Ham ones were Luis Jimenez and Javier Marquez. Marquez. Um, then Alexis Sanchez and Eduardo Vargas. Okay. Well, we've got two. I, yeah, sort of. I knew it was going to well. be tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, if we could lower the standard a bit next week. Well, there was, there was obviously there was only half the games again, so the stats weren't that <laughs> So, well, there we go. Hopefully back to normal next yeah. week. Wonder how the wonder how our listeners did, or whether they just skipped skipped that. Yeah, part. <laughs> I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> right then, Lee has very kindly done us a quiz, so it's time to get into one. Right, quiz. Right, I've got ten questions for you. Gonna write them down and then we we'll go through at the end and see who's uh, who's the winner. Um, where's me? Where's me notes? Where's me fucking note app? There it is. Right, go on, in, ready. Google. Premier League, yeah. um, related. So okay. There's a there was uh, I think one question I've got that spans across three leagues, but the Premier League is one of them. Okay. Right, question one: Who has the most Premier League hat tricks? Fucking hell. Uh. I feel like it's going to be really obscure. Don't overthink it. Okay, I'll go with that one. Uh, fuck. I'm trying to think who played in the Premier League the longest, along with who scored yeah. lots of goals. Okay. Fucking hell, it's going to be tough. I'm already stuck on number one. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stick with my original answer. Okay. I'll be disappointed if you don't get the next one. Are right. right, you done? Yeah. Uh, two. Uh, which player has played in the North London Merseyside Manchester Derbies, won the Premier League, FA Cup, and Champions League? Go through that. Go through that list again. Which player has played in the North London Merseyside and Manchester Derbies? He's also won the Premier League, FA Cup, and Champions League. I think I know. Like a hint. I no, think I I've think heard I've got, of I think it. I've got this. I think I've seen I don't know how you pronounce his name. I also know the reason why <laughs> Leah said I'll be disappointed if you don't get it. I think. <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce his name, but that's what I think. Well, if that if you can't pronounce his name, it's very different. It's obviously not the same one, yeah. so I've got oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. okay, done, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so which two players hold the record for the most penalties missed in the Premier League? Would you like multiple choice or which what? Which two players? Which two players hold the record for the most penalties missed in the Premier League? So they're both on the same number. I mean, Salah could be one of them. Yeah, just sheer number of Watkins. So one, neither of them are playing anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of them is more recent than the other. 
So that just narrows it down to the last 20 mm, to 30 years. Cornered the market. Okay, I will go with... You and... I mean, that's, those are two complete guesses, both of those. Mm. Okay, that's not Yeah, right. I mean, I've yeah, guessed it's not right. <laughs> that's some random. Which player has scored in the most consecutive Premier League matches? Which one? Which player has scored in the most consecutive Premier League matches? Oh, oh I know, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 11 yeah. games, yeah. if yeah. that helps. Yeah. I remember. Okay, which player has the most Premier League Golden Boot Awards? Hmm. Has the Golden Boot always been a thing? Think so. Yeah, pretty sure it has. I'll go with one of two for me. I'll go with that one. I don't know. I'll go with that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not confident. <coughs> Which player? has won a league title with three different clubs in three consecutive seasons. Now, this is the one that spans... So I'll give you a clue, right? So the first year was uh, 1991, and it was in France. The second year was in England, but it was 91-92. Uh, so it was the last year of the old Div 1 before it returned to the Premier mm -hmm. League. And then he won the first year of the Premier League. He won the Premier League in 92. Cool, so I wasn't alive. 92-93. Which I mean to give you the clubs. Yeah. I think it must be... Marseille, Leeds and Manchester United. Mm, okay. Um... Marseille, Leeds and United. I'll go with that one. I think that might be too early. I'll try it though. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, which Premier League goalkeeper has gone on the longest run without conceding a goal? It was 14 clean sheets in a row and it was 1,113 minutes. Um, I'll go with that. My gut says that straight away, so I'm just going to stick with it. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Who holds the record for the most goals scored in a single half in the Premier League? And it was five goals. What, a player? One player, yeah. Scored five goals in one half. Me against Lippick and Bradshaw. Then <laughs> <laughs> got subbed after. Please come Um. Like the team they played against on the scoreline, oh, no. yeah, so that might help. It was against Wigan and it was 9 1. He scored a seven minute hat trick. 
You beat me in line one. Should like that was you. I feel like it was us as well. Who would have got a seven minute hat trick for United? That must have been, a, that's obviously quite a few years ago now. Because mm. I've been dog shit for six probably years. Probably about 2009. No, I think a little bit later than that, maybe. Might not necessarily be Manchester United, just putting it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're talking around the early 2000s, which, which teams were prominent It wasn't then? early 2000s. Okay. It was probably around 2012, maybe. Okay. So which teams were prominent then? That's, be, that's before no, City. I think I know which Might team it was. Might a little bit later than I think I know which team it was, actually. Good. You played for them. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, I just fucked myself uh, up. <laughs> 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 just trying to, trying to you know, get some conversation going here, Dan. Just completely, back, completely ignore me. Um. All right, fine. We'll go with. I mean, 2012. Who would have been prominent then? Do I get the point if it's the right team? No. We'll see how you go when we okay. get down there. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. I've gone for mine. Go on, then. Right now, this is from this weekend, so we're going to do guess the attendance. Closest wins the point. But I don't want you going. Yeah. Well, no. Oh, no, because we, we won't know. Yeah, no, we won't right. know. Because yeah, originally I was going to get you the same amount. So right. Uh, the first one, for a point, Sheffield United versus West Ham. Guess the attendance. <laughs> Go looking on there. I'll just see if there's anything on my screen there. Um, okay, we'll go with... Who was at home? Sheffield. Sheffield United, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And then... You done? Yeah, I'm just writing it. Okay. And then the second game... The no, so this is going to be for two points. This will be the last nine and ten. Oh, this is nine and ten. Brentford versus Forest. Okay. Second guessing myself as to how big their stadiums even are, like <laughs> even at, even at capacity. Yeah. Because I know neither of them are massive. I know Brentford's is fairly small. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I think we had close to the numbers at the weekend, but. Yeah, Valley versus Valley Headley, yeah, that was a sellout, that was. <laughs> right. I'm not confident. Ready to go through? Yep, yeah, go on then. Right, so who has the most Premier League hat-tricks? I went Harry Kane. Yeah, I went for Aguero. Oh, oh man, oh. Aguero it is. So 1-0 down. Kind of, uh, I kind of forgotten about Aguero. Which <laughs> player has played in the North London Merseyside, Manchester Derby's, won the Premier League, FA Cup and Champions League? Colo, Colo, is it him? Who? Colo Torre. It's not. Fuck! I went for like Hammerman or Hanum, Hanuman, whatever it's his not. name is. Oh, I really thought really it was Colo Torre. It's a Nelka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Colo Torre has played in all three of those games I just mentioned. Because he played for City, Liverpool and Arsenal. Played for City. Yeah, he did. No, no Yaya Torre did. I thought Colo played there for a bit. No. Uh, all right, well. Well, it was nice for me to do a quick rendition of the song anyway. <laughs> so still 1-0. You sung that with such oh, confidence. No. <laughs> well, that was because when he said, I'm really, you know, there's a link here. I thought it was just because he, you know, <laughs> loves a song or something. I don't know. So which two players hold the record for the most penalties missed in the Premier League? I'll give you a point for each. I've definitely got both of these wrong. I just went for players I could think of that had played in the Premier League the longest. So I just went for Milner and Defoe. No. I went for Michael Owen and Yakubu. No. 
Shira and Rooney. Wow. Really? There you wow. go. You <laughs> I should have thought actually yeah. that would have been a bit of a trick yeah. question. That was my thinking to go with who would have taken a lot of penalties. I don't know why I thought Milner took penalties. He did, didn't he? I don't know. Is he? He's, he's taking them on and off. Yeah. He's never been like a main penalty taker for anybody. I don't think. Okay, which players scored in the most consecutive Premier League matches? Vardy. Vardy. Yes. Two one. Which player has the most Premier League Golden Boot awards? I went Aguero again. I went Wayne Rooney. Henri. Uh, which player won a league title with three different clubs in three consecutive seasons? I think I've gone too early for this player. I've gone Eric Cantona. Okay. I've gone Cantona as well. You're both right. Yeah. Uh, so that's three, two? Yeah. <coughs> uh, which Premier League goalkeeper has gone on the longest run without conceding a goal? I don't think that's right. I've just gone Alisson. Nope. I went Petrček. No, I thought you might. Someone I might just thought, thought like Chelsea's defence mm, when they yeah. first got him on That's me. what I thought when I put Alisson, I thought well, Liverpool's yeah. defence is wank. So <laughs> Actually, Van der Sar. Van der Sar. Mm. Mm. Uh, who well, holds the record for the most goals scored in a half in the Premier League? So I think the team is Spurs, so I went Gareth Bale. You got half right. Yeah. Uh, well, given that <laughs> so you were wrong, yeah. Given that the team was Spurs, um, I don't remember Lampard ever putting on a Spurs shirt, so I'm going to say I got that one wrong. It was uh, Jermaine Defoe. Defoe. Yeah. Well, I guess but the attendance. This is the only way I'm winning. I've had a I've had a shocker. Here, so unless I so I got the get... closest I assume I don't closest win. win for that. So it's Spurs three two, yeah. Three two. So I've got to win both, both of these. Of these. Oh, I love, love a little. So one. guess the attendance. Sheffield United versus West Ham. You want to go first? No. Yeah. I went 10,500. It's, it's bigger than that. I think you might win this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's bigger than that. It's, uh, I've gone 26,750. That's not a bad guess. It's 29,160. Okay. So that's three all. Comes down last, to the last one. you probably beat me then. Brentford v Forest. I've gone very low. I've gone 20k. Oh, you bitch. That could do. I've got 18 and a half. <laughs> 17. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> pulls it out the bag so Chris snatches it at the death so Pulled Sheffield's bigger than Brentford is it Sheffield's quite an old like, um, Brentford stadium is, is much more modern mm. um, West Ham are massive so I take the fans they're standing uh, yeah they're counting the fans climbing on the top of the rafters <laughs> looking in flats over the European champions <laughs> that made me soon laugh when they sing that <laughs> The thing is, we, we I think most of them do it because they know it winds everyone up. <laughs> it's a bit like when England fans sing, "Oh, it's coming home." Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, just, true, it's just yeah. become a bit of a bit of a giggle. So, well, there we go. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Of course, there is an LMA episode coming out tomorrow. Um, we are into episode number seventeen, I think, tomorrow. Um, based on what we've recorded, we'll go to nineteen, and then the live stream will happen on the sixteenth. Um, so yeah make sure you tune in for that hopefully you've been following the series there'll be a highlight episode as well with all the uh, the, the best bits of the series um, I suspect you won't yeah, see Dan won't, you won't see Dan much in that uh, highlight episode I don't think you'll see a lot of me raging uh, <laughs> yeah it's a good thing we're not monetised on YouTube because I think we get demonetised we have to swear and we have to blurp it all out um, so yes thank you very much everyone for listening make sure you give us a share and a like and all that good stuff around on social media and we will see you all next week bye bye <laughs>